Hello and happy Friday. I'm Tim Sevenhusen, and this is my cantankerous shenanigan to make the world slightly less enervated. Today joining me on the show is Calvin, because Mommy is busy baking cookies. So he's joining in. Got anything to say, Calvin? Just a little bit of breathing. Fair enough. So uh, today, not much uh, to talk about in terms of different topics, but uh, oh, there now you want to talk with some bubbles on my shirt. Perfect. Uh, but I do want, have something big to announce that you may have seen already. I've got the new um, Year of Stories book for the second quarter, which is titled Becoming. And that's uh, ready to order, so you can order that off my store. It's eleven ninety nine, just like the first quarter was. Uh, it's about the same length, 200 pages. You got 15 stories instead of uh, 13 last time because uh, the Lee on the Dragon um, situation where it was divided into three stories over one week. Uh, and it's a, an even broader mix of genres and, and different things like that. So if you haven't been reading them online, I think it's going to be a lot of fun for you to pick up and get a physical book to uh, to flip through. Uh, I also want to uh, give you a bit of a heads up as podcast listeners to get some information before other people get it. Uh, I've decided that uh, it, with special people, it's always been my plan to to have some kind of book release of, of the different stories as they get completed. Um, I'm going to be putting together as my next book release, which will probably be maybe in a month or so, um, it's going to be the first two Special People story arcs along with a couple of short stories. So that's Hands On uh, and King of the Dark along with uh, probably the Christmas special and there's the one about, the, uh, about Matt Moon and there might be another story that gets included in there. Uh, and that's all going to be included in one book. Uh, and I've decided to do that because that way it can be a collection of some of the shorter stuff. And then you've got Hill, Who Killed Walter Carton, which is more of a standalone um, novel length. And then uh, the story I'm working on right now, Hide and Seek, looks like it's it's uh, setting up to be maybe not quite that long, but, but more of a standalone length as well. So I figure doing a collection of all these into one book is going to, going to uh, be the best value um, and make the most sense for putting that all together. Uh, and hands-on, um, as I think I mentioned on Twitter at some point, uh, I've I recently went through and, and rewrote it into third person to be consistent with the rest of the stories that have been coming up because it was originally written in first person. So I had to make some tweaks with that, and then I also ended up extending it by two pages uh, at the end of the story to give it a little bit more closure and uh, set it up for you know the stories that have come afterwards so they connect a little better. And there were some points of consistency and things like that that had to be changed. So um, I may go back and uh, and put the new re rewritten versions of the chapters onto the site, but I probably won't make a big deal about it. Um, but uh, so you can either you know check back uh, or see on Twitter, and I'll probably make a mention of it if, if I do make those changes directly on the site. Otherwise, wait for the book to come out, and uh, you'll be able to read the the new version there with the new content. Uh, 
And then I'm, I'm also thinking about Innes' list still and whether I'm going to do a physical copy, special merchandise offer of that, but but we'll see. That's down the line. I want to do deal with this book first, and then that might be something that comes afterwards. Uh, in further special people news, I've had some more proofs from the artist for the comic, so things are coming along, uh, and everything's looking really cool, and I think it's going to be uh, a great end product, so I'm... I'm really excited about it, and Calvin is too, apparently. Uh, now, the year of stories. Uh, the <laughs> what is it? The um, the most recent two stories were. Uh, we'll start with Council Approved. So this is uh, the origin of Council Approved. Oh, oh. Here comes Mummy to save the day. Bye, Calvin. Uh, the origin of Council Approved was um, uh, one of the stories that I did as a live writing experiment. So I basically put out a call on Twitter for, hey, somebody give me a genre for uh, for a story, and I'll write a story in that genre. Uh, and I believe it was Keeb42 who uh, came up with science fiction and ninjas. And I, can, I don't remember if he put those two together originally or if he said part of it and somebody else said the other part. But anyways, I ended up with sci-fi ninjas. Uh, so then I went on Google Docs, you know, extended an open call for people to come and help me form the kind of basis of the story uh, and got to work on that. And it, and it kind of turned into what it, what it became, um, where there's a little bit of sci-fi, a little bit of ninja, and then it kind of took on a life of its own from there. Uh, you know, so it's got some humor, some adventure, some some intrigue, and it's it's in many ways kind of a strange mishmash of things, uh, which which makes it entertaining in a way because I feel like it it's a little unsettling. You don't you don't know what's going on or what's about to happen, which I hope makes it fun to read rather than just like I don't know what's going on or why am I reading this, but I uh, haven't really had the feedback to tell me which which of those it is yet, but. Um, yeah, it, it's it, definitely one of those stories that, and this is what I've noticed with live writing so far, is that when you're getting input from all these different people in the live writing setting, um, you start to try to tie all these different things together, and and it turns into, like, it definitely takes on a life of its own, and it turns into something completely different than than the sum of its parts, as, it's were, as it were. Uh, so yeah, it, it turned into a bit of a bit of a Frankenstein body parts all sewed together. Voila, here is your monster. And uh yeah, I think it's it's interesting uh in a way because of that. The other story is This Wretched Dog. Uh this story was originally based on a fifty word story actually, which I believe is called The Necromancer and His Dog. Uh something along those lines. If you go on fiftywordstories.com and search for necromancer you'd probably find it. Uh, and that's a story about a necromancer who's lonely, but at least he has this dog. This story kind of was based on that originally, but but uh, uh, morphed into something quite different. Where I've I've uh, mentioned before in a couple of places that it's kind of got a kind of a classical science tragedy, like like Frankenstein would be an example, or maybe it's been a while since I read Doctor Jekyll and Mister Hyde, but I think it's a little bit of that kind of thing where. 
it's it's a tragedy wrapped up in a little bit of kind of fantasy science, um, that kind of stuff uh, as the trappings, uh, and I can't remember exactly what order things took in terms of like what part of the story uh, occurred to me first um, and, and how I built around it, but but uh, I did have I, I think it was probably the ending. I did have this this idea of Here's a guy, he's kind of this necromancer, mad scientist, you know, forbidden science, uh, dealing with life and death. And uh, and he gets himself into this situation where, I don't want to spoil the ending necessarily, but he, you know, it's him and this dog, and he's got a whole bunch of baggage to, that he's carrying along with him in his uh, kind of relationship with this dog. And so I think, I think probably that was what um, was the catalyst for coming up with the events of this story, um, working backwards from the ending in a sense of, you know, what is the baggage that he's carrying with him? What is the nature of his relationship with this dog? Um, what does he feel when he looks at this dog and why does he feel that way? Uh, so that's, that's where it all came from. And, and, you know, due to the nature of that, if I tell you too many of the specifics, then, if you haven't read the story, it's gonna ruin that for you. But uh, that is basically where the story came from, and I think uh, knowing that, hopefully the the content of the story will kind of speak for itself in that way. Uh, so, like I said, not not a whole lot else to talk about this week, but uh, there was um, a lot of interesting stuff going on this week in losing freight. Um, I've been saying over and over over the past month, things are ramping up and ramping up and ramping up, and every poll is getting you know the the biggest bigger impacts. And I think we just kind of crested the height of the poll impacts, um, unless something crazy changes in the next two or three weeks. There are only three weeks left after this, but and that could always happen because that's what losing freight is all about. But but I think that this latest poll, which was uh, asking people who was going to volunteer to stay behind and man one of the valves to hopefully help uh, minimize or the damage from the Norway corrosive vapor disseminator or or completely shut it down if that's possible. Um, the vote to see who's going to stay behind, you know, in, in the chapter that's about to go up or the page that's about to go up later today, the consequence of that isn't going to be immediately felt, but it will be obviously very soon. Um, looks like the second half of next week, depending how the pacing goes. <clears throat> and hopefully you can see, reading these last couple of pages, how some of the earlier polls over the past week and a half are all starting to play together. So <clears throat> there was the poll last week about uh, whether Tick would immediately start working to try to clear the escape tunnel, or whether he would tend to the wounded. Um, and people voted that he would clear the escape tunnel, which meant that the second yeti died, which meant that they didn't have two yetis around to help them potentially disarm the NZVD. They only had one, which isn't good enough. So things like that, like uh, certain polls like that where or hopefully you can start to see that I have been thinking ahead on the consequences of these things, and now you're starting to understand how things might have gone differently. Um, and I, I think like once Losing Freight is all wrapped up three weeks from now, I definitely want to spend some time going back through it all and uh, 
writing up this big huge blog post that'll probably get posted on the 1889 site about all the possible huge changes in that the direction of the story could have taken based on these polls because I, I find it kind of fascinating to how it's affected my creative process and also how I've gotten a little bit emotionally involved in that like I've been the this these last couple polls that have dealt with disarming the NCVD and who's going to work on that and how hard they're going to try to disarm it or whether they're just going to try to escape right away those have been really really difficult for me because every time I've I've been like okay I have to put this poll in here are the different consequences I don't think I can do this what's you know what different poll could I put in and then I'll just you know make everything okay and everybody does fine everybody gets away happy ending but then I keep realizing, no, that's not the point of this. The point is to, to make people make decisions. Some of them have bigger consequences than others, and that's that's why I'm writing it this way. So it's it's been tough on me to do that, and I feel like I'm... I feel like I keep putting the readers into this hard place, and they don't even know... Like, a lot of the times, you guys don't even know that if you vote, you know, if this option wins, there's going to be this big bad thing that happens. And, you know, how could you have known that? But, and that's, that's what makes it kind of like, I feel like I'm being this devious monster tricking you guys into, into having bad things happen, like killing off that Yeti when you guys wouldn't have known what the consequence of that was. But hopefully you'll forgive me for that because it's all in the, for the sake of the entertainment and the, uh, getting you invested in the story as well. We'll see how that plays out, as I said, over the next couple of weeks. There may be more really big things that could go different directions. Um, I have to wrap things up to an ending, you know, quite quickly here, which means that I have to start to take more of a hand in. It can't, you know, veer off to the left all of a sudden because then I don't have time to possibly bring it back to the ending. But uh, that's something I have to navigate a little bit. So hopefully you're enjoying that. And uh, we do not have any Q&A this week. So, which, with a new book coming out, I think, you know, people should be all over trying to get this store credit to make, uh, take a little bit of price off the book, and I'm all for getting some Q&A into the podcast, uh, even if it means uh, giving some discounts on the books, because I, I want to hear from you guys, and I want to talk to you guys, so. Uh, final reminder, you can go order Becoming, eleven ninety nine plus shipping off of my uh, store. And there will be more of that kind of thing coming out this summer uh, with Special People merch and hopefully another novel and Losing Freight will be getting a book form. So keep an eye out for all of that fun, exciting stuff in the near future. Thanks for listening, and I'll uh, see you guys again in a couple of weeks.